Bienvenue. I think that's France for what's up. Uh, France and England right now in the World Cup, and we're talking about that. We're having a whole lot of fun. Bailey and Harper, we are back. Bro, I've um, kind of been working. This is my first weekend off uh, on a Saturday, and so we've been able to get together. But, bro, football season is full grind. Like, I'm excited, but yes, yeah. we are ready to go. You're back. I'm back. And we brought in a dude who is also back in a different sense, Michael Felder, Field of 12 oh, podcast. Oh, number, number, sorry. Oh, that's episode 68. You got right. one ready? Uh, to fire off off the top of my head? No, no, give me a little bit. No, that's what Let's I thought. All right, so we'll, come back. we'll yeah, come we'll, back to that. Yeah. But we're on a time crunch here. you got a basketball game. My wife needs to know where I am. Mike ain't got shit to do, from what I understand. <laughs> Michael Felder, how you been, man? Uh, I'm gonna With say- this beard, he definitely ain't got shit to do. I love it. Whoa. whoa. It's, it's <laughs> not on a Saturday. I love I'm gonna, that beard. I'm gonna Some I'm, of us are jealous. It's uh, the way we react. Yeah, but jealous. you got to keep yours nice and trim for TV. It's all right, man. It's different. I mean, Go I'm ahead, on Mike. I TV, too, sometimes. Yeah. Come on now. Don't do that to me. Yeah. I thought you took a break from TV. No, I'm still doing TV. I got I to do a signing day special for Stadium. I'm on nice. No, I'm actually, you know what? I feel, I feel foolish for saying that because Mike's the example that I've given in the past of how TV – needs to drop this pretense about beards and shit. I like it. I agree. Mike, Mike rocks his. He's committed to it. His is longer than anybody's in the room. And I, when you first popped up on a screen the first time that I saw it, I was like, okay, you know what? Finally, somebody's got some sense. Men grow beards. Let dudes on TV have facial hair. Here's what I'm going to tell you guys. When you don't got no hair up top, <laughs> you got to get your hair on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> right, I appreciate I that. Uh, I, I appreciate so, that. I, listen, I can't. Once my hair started to run away from me, I said I'm gonna run down to the bottom. There so you we, go. We rocking and rolling. There no, you go. I, am, I, I like ex- that. I'm excited to be back. It's great to be back at home. And uh, Roman, when you when you said I'm gonna cut the TV down in terms of the volume, I said, dang, it feels good to be back in the south because. <laughs> Nobody in Chicago says they don't say cut the light on. They don't say cut it down. They don't wrench it off. Like they don't do none of that stuff. What do, what, what, what do you mean? What do they do? I'm gonna turn the light on. Ooh, I'm it's a little too formal. I don't can like you that. Turn the volume down. <laughs> and I'm like, no, cut it down. Cut it down. <laughs> cut it down. <laughs> cut it down. <laughs> so I mean, you know, I didn't even know that. <laughs> but words matter. I tell my wife that all the time, Cal. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I say like to the word of what I say exactly, cut it down, or could you, what did they say? Turn the light on. Turn the light on or turn the (laughs) light down. Cut it off. Cut it off. Cut it off. Words matter, yes. Hey, cut the iPad off. So speaking of, speaking of Chicago and dudes that are very much not from up there, I was reading yeah. a piece the other day on, on Bo Jackson, right? Bo's back in the news. I had no idea he lives up in that, that well, obviously a wealthy suburb of Chicago, Burr sure. Ridge, I think it is. Yeah. Burr, I had no idea that Bo was living up there full time until I read a piece on him the other day. Bo knows. Bo does know. <laughs> he knows about the cold now. An Alabama kid is up there uh, embracing the cold outside of how Chicago. How long has he been up there? And, um, Mike, do you, if, do you know specifically? I don't and, know how long. I know that he's, like, it's always been, like, Bo, Bo Jackson's up here. Like, he's... Same as like what? What is it? Did I say Spice Adams? Yeah, like is that right? You know Spice, right? I do know Spice. Yeah, very well. Spice is out. He's outside of Chicago too. He is. Yeah, Peanut is too. So. Yeah, it's Spice a it's a very there. like, Erlacher lives up there. There's well, it makes some sense. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them live up there. It's the same as Charlotte, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of guys that like I like this area. I'm going to retire to here and this. And 45 minutes outside of Chicago, yes. you can get land. You can get yep. like stuff, yep. and then you yep. can always just cross over to Wisconsin. I tell people that all the time, like yeah, friends of mine from elsewhere. I don't know how they make that drive to them. Well, the facility's kind of out that way. It's out of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, for it to be such a where the stadium is at compared to where the practice is at, it's like two 
totally completely different, different world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two <laughs> totally different continents. Um, and, and to his point about you, be, like in Charlotte, I tell people all the time, like you know, you can run into Iverson, you can run into Randy Moss in Chicago, that's true. And, and they have no connection, you know, from their playing days to Charlotte. They just settled here. Very true. I was, Alan Iverson is a great example. I've never seen him out, but they, people have seen him out all the time. You go to Charlotte Douglas enough, you just might run into <laughs> AI. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know we got limited time here, and one thing that, that Mike, I know, wanted to talk about, and I've been talking about it all week, and given that I think both your parents went to HBCUs in Alabama, is that right? Yes. I know we want to talk a little bit about Deion Sanders this week. Shout um, out Alabama I, yeah, well, Mike brought that up, and okay. uh, I, I'm going to give Mike the floor on that because I'm fascinated to know. You and I didn't get to this yesterday on my show. Right. What do you think of Deion leaving Jackson State? I, I think that the folks that are hurt are right to be hurt. Um, my, my little bro- – I didn't go – I went to UNC. My little brother went to A&T. My grandpa went to Fort Valley State. Like, mm-hmm. I understand. I get it. And folks were very excited about it. You know, they were excited about Dion coming. They were excited about Dion giving them space and um, in, in the whole deal. And I think what's lost upon everybody is – I mean, this is a guy that has a – what was his song? Must be the money. Mm-hmm. And – I think he did what he was going to do for a while until he found a, you know, bigger, better deal. And he got a bigger, better deal at Colorado. I think that here's the thing I'll say with respect to HBCUs and Dion. Dion did some good, not as much good as he could have done, but he did some good. Mm-hmm. And then two more years would have been big. Ex- oh, bingo. Exactly. Two more years would have been huge. Eat that mic a little bit for me, but keep going. Excuse me. Yeah, two more years would have been huge. But the other part of it is is taking the Colorado job mm-hmm. is not the same as taking even Nebraska, Wisconsin. It's not the same as taking even – and then you go above that, right? It's not – Colorado's not a coveted job. It's not a job that people really want. I understand. Listen, I'm, I'm almost 40. I understand that Colorado has been good. Yeah. Very but few people Colorado, younger than us do understand that, though. <laughs> No, yeah, no one younger than us understands no. the Colorado. I remember. <laughs> no, they're like Cordell Stewart. Who? Rashawn Salam was a beast. Too. Oh, oh, what a monster! They had yeah. um, quite a few good, really good players in the '90s. Yes. Yeah, but, but Mike, so yeah. I, I want to give a little bit of pushback though on um, on the second to last statement you said. And um, sorry, going back through it again at the last part. You, um, I think that I think that if it wasn't the Colorado job, a job that most people don't view right. as coveted. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that the brilliance so, of it, though? So, uh, exactly, Kyle. I'm with you. Yeah. There because the fact that there was no bottom, like, I go and win two games is better. I got a yes. stat for you. I got a stat like, for you. Like, to anything your is better. And, and he's going to, and also. He's got a lot of wiggle room. Yes, he does. But then, not even so much as on Dion, too, man. Like, and so that's why I want to push back on you on that is that I think it's smart that he chose Colorado for that. Actually, in that, in that he, I can see where. He said that, well, I was able to do so much for here. If I truly am able to do more, like, why would I not do more? Because I have more. I have right. more facilities. I have more ammunition to go and buy and, and change and do. And so we also understand, because so that's why I want to push back on that part of it. But talking with Doug Williams, uh, the former co- quarterback, yeah. uh, works for the Washington Commanders now. You know, he was HBC. Like, he's, like, on Mount sure. Rushmore, probably. Absolutely. So It's like him and Eddie Robinson. Right, right, right. He's right. on the Mount Rushmore, like, 1,000%. And so – and he was also saying since day one, he's like, look, I know Dion is great and is this, but, like, you – we need to take this time to make sure we are take using this for ourselves. Ourselves. We got to yep. stay into it well with the giving and the attitude. Like, yep. we – 
got to do that because Dion ain't going to be here for long. You got to, like, you should be preparing for this right now. Yes. And then not two weeks later, it happened. Bingo. So, <laughs> I agree. No, I 100% agree with you. I think you're spot on on that. And he was always going to leave. Yes. He was always going to leave. The, if you, was it here, Florida? Like, he was right. always going to leave. And I think it would have been more stomachable for folks if it was Florida State. That's the point that I'm trying to make is they, leaving for a school that he has absolutely no attachment to. I laughed when I heard when I saw the first reports that Colorado <laughs> would offer them the job. I was like, why would he take that job? I, I, I'd laughed. I agree. Not only that, but I, can I also can I just say this and hop in um, this? Is, I know this is, it's not off topic, but it's a little bit off kilter. Um, Colorado has hired more black coaches than anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's Embry, Tucker. Darrell, yeah. like they've hired more, like more than other schools do in their entire, the entirety of being a school. <laughs> the entire SEC. Yeah. They, Colorado's had four, they've been bowl eligible. I counted the other day. They've been bowl eligible four times in 20 seasons. Sure. Right. And that Mel Tucker 10 win season got in the Michigan State job and so on. But I mean, Dion, if he goes to Auburn instead of Hugh Freeze, which I'm not even sure was ever on the table, but if he takes a job like that, they need a marginal increase, but, you know, relatively speaking. Colorado needs to be overhauled. And so to your point, the, the, the bar is so low at Colorado that if he averages eight wins a season over the next couple of years, he's going to look like a, a brilliant success. Next couple of years, USC and UCLA are leaving. Gone. Gone. They're going to get more than that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Guys are coming and beating down his door and saying, I want to be a part of it. You're real. You're authentic. You got swag. Coach, I want to be primetime. I'm rolling with primetime. Yeah. That is true. I also think they're going to change the rules um, with respect to the legality of some things. You think so? Like what legality? Like NIL portal stuff? Like weed. Oh, like weed. Oh, yeah. thousand percent. I and think that's going to be another thing. That's going to be a huge sticking I point. I think that's going to be a big – that's going to be something that Dion has to watch out for and try and handle uh, being in right. that uh, – It's going to be a state. huge sticking point, but I think it's something – we're seeing it already in the NBA. Mm -hmm. We're seeing NBA players already invested in, um, in cannabis. We're seeing NFL players already invested in it. We're seeing all these things happen. The, those things – I think those leagues, once they make a decision on how they handle it, the next step is uh, – because the NBA already does not test yep. for marijuana. Yep. I think the, the NFL is going to be the About next time. Right. Well, right. no, no, no. I mean, I'm cool with the NFL's drug policy. I think it's legit. But I think – but we're going to see them with the way that things are kind of percolating through. We're going to start to see that, and I think we're going to see that trickle down into college. And guess what? Colorado's been one of the best at it. And that's another selling point for a lot of people. If it, no, no pun intended, and well, no things, but like I think at the end of the day, it's going to be an interesting element to it. But I, I do think that with Dion there, not having to play Chip Kelly and Lincoln Riley every year, I I still and I hit on this when we we're doing the show, I still am curious of if he can actually coach. Mm. Is that a fair? Do you think that's a fair question? I mean, it's your question. Go ahead. Do you, well, what, do you think he can actually coach? I, I think, well, yes, I do. Okay. Um, and more importantly, he's such a great leader of men, you don't even, you, you don't even question his coaching. Okay. And, and so I know that if I'm a cornerback or a DB. Sure. I think or he even can do a that. wide receiver, 
I like, think who else can tell you then the best that's ever done it? Tell you in that exact moment when not to panic, what you're looking for, what did his body tell you? These little things, because you can only do that. I think Mike's by question. Yes. In the grass. I think 100%. Mike's question is really valid. It's a valid question because yes. he went to Jackson State and he immediately attracted a caliber of player, at least you know enough of them, that mm-hmm. gave him an immediate advantage getting off the bus everywhere he went. Yeah, and he's bringing right? his luggage. And he's that, gonna, that's yeah. his luggage. And he's going to. That's his how, luggage. How'd you feel about that? When he when he said that to, I the, loved it. to the player, you loved it. I loved it. it. You loved it. I thought it was honest. But I you, thought it was transparent. See, here's the, you want to see the difference? Yeah. You were good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciate it. I uh-huh. wish more coaches were like that at an earlier age and stop lying to these kids and tell them how great they are. These kids do seem in that locker room, and I ain't seen one of them. But the fact that you guys are all just cool and happy with being one in whatever. Yeah. Like, you, you all need to be fired. Some, some butts need to be up out of here because you guys are cool with it because it's been like this not just last year but some years. And, see, I think about – I go back to Lincoln. And Rutgers. I'm cool with that. But as you, you're right, though. I, no, yes. you were good. You were good. <laughs> I would have been the one that made it through. And, look, he's not saying everybody just go get in the portal. Look, if you can make it through our offseason yep. and what we're going to try – because I'm trying to run as many of you off as I can. Yep. Like yep. – I'm being honest with you. At least I'm being honest and telling you. Well, he and I had the same conversation <laughs> yesterday, right? The, the portal right now, people have different perspectives, even if you're still seeing a mass exodus of the portal off your roster. Like, if you're Carolina, you're very upset right now that you're losing, what, a half a dozen defensive yep. backs and everything else. Why where, are they leaving? <clears throat> where, where are they going? But, but where's my guy in Blacksburg, no Brent clue. Pry? Brent Pry's, like, leading the country right now, and guys that hit the portal to leave, he wanted 90% of them to leave because they need right. to turn well, over the, the roster. that's the same with, um, what is it, Dallas? So, it Dallas Turner at Mississippi State. We're here at Mississippi State. He said, hey, Mike Leach doesn't want me here. I'm going to go somewhere I can yeah, play. Yeah, absolutely. The running back said that. Who yeah, said that? The running back, yeah. The running back did, yeah. yeah. So, here's the thing. I think about this. I go back to 2004, 2005, when there was rumors that Steve Spurrier was going to take the UNC job. And those rumors were popping up. And for us, for me, as someone who was – I was a walk-on – and I was like, oh, he's going to make a – he's going to kick us all off. We're done. It's over for us. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a free ride for us. We're busting our ass. But I'm thinking, oh, he's going to come in and hate us. <laughs> and Dion, he put it on Front Street, right? The idea yes. that, like, hey, if you ain't good enough, you don't need, you don't need to be here. Which we, is – it's These in, facilities all nice. Like, where I'm from, folks would be going crazy about this. And y'all just like – yep. It's Normal. Like, yep. I think about it. So here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Lincoln Riley said the same thing, and I said the same thing that I said with Lincoln Riley that I'll say with Dion. The idea of turning over a team the way that they want in Lincoln Riley, it worked almost to the point of getting into the playoff, right? Yes. He turned that roster over, mm-hmm. and Dion wants to do the same thing, and I think that's going to be an interesting how it works, how it how he operates is going to be interesting, because Mel Tucker did the same thing in Michigan at State. Michigan State, and then the next year. They you want to talk about a flop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it don't matter. Oh, he yeah. got his bread. <laughs> he got his bread, though. He, he so, like, that. it he, don't even matter. He did they upped him. I didn't even know Michigan State had that type of money. Yeah. Michigan, dropped, yeah. Michigan State dropped, like, ninety-five uh, million. million. I'm like, bro, I didn't even know. Izzo don't even make that money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and Izzo is great. So, um, I actually love these points, Mike. I love Mike's perspective. I told you everything. you would. This is awesome. I told you you would. <laughs> I, you did say this. I love this. So I'm, I'm glad we got the Dion thing is. Now, now I'm going to push us along here because I know okay. we, we got a tight. What do we got next? We got a tight window here. All right. Let's hit the Brittany Griner thing yeah. real quick. Uh, oh, yeah. Bring her home. 
that turned that turned into a conversation. I mean, and it's been a long time coming. I mean, nine months coming, but that conversation that erupted what Thursday morning when yeah. they announced that they'd struck a deal to bring her home. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously everybody's still talking about it. Everybody's still fighting with each other. People are telling on themselves online. People are doing a lot of things right now. Yes. Start with you, Mike. What was your perspective on that? Getting her back is it. It just it means a lot, and it's it speaks to. And I, I'll say this: I think that the. The female athlete in America has been one of the strongest activists um, that we've seen over the course of the last decade and a half. And whether it's Megan Rapinoe, uh, Wambach, obviously Serena, in this case, Griner, all of her teammates, all of everyone, the entire WNBA, you look at what was going on now with the, what was it, the, um, what's the Atlanta WNBA team called? Oh, um, is it the dream? Yes. The dream, the dream getting so. their getting getting their owner out of the paint. Like they care and I think that there's something that I think a lot of male athletes could learn from this unification that um whether it's a WNBA Well, I feel or, like they got to be more unified. They have to be because if yes. not, they'll close the doors on them. Well, you know what I mean? Exactly. They, you know what I mean? So I, yeah. I appreciate that about women's sports. And that's a great point. Yeah. I'd actually never thought about. Please continue. Yeah, no, I just I just think that they – And I used to – my first one was in the World Cup, I guess, with uh, Brittany Chastain, right? Uh-huh. The one that took Brandy her shirt Chastain, off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, after she scored the goal. Yep. It was oh, yeah. like – that was like the first – yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, it's you don't have to apologize. I just I just think that they're more unified. Like I, my friends from college. I don't know if this is the same for you, but my friends from college as an athlete, my friend, most of my female friends from college are also athletes. Mm-hmm. In the way that they uplift and care about each other, and and um, gay, straight, tra- like it doesn't matter. They genuinely are like, I just want my friends to be happy, mm-hmm. and I care about my friends. It's way different than like even guys that I played football. Like I've been, you know, butt ass naked in a in a shower with a guy who's voting for Trump. Like it's not yeah. like it's not the same as what's going on with what these women are. They're like they're like, no, nah, I can't do that. I care about I care about my my black teammate or I care about my um gay teammate. And they care to a level that I just I don't know, like any like watching I don't know, watching the WNBA three-point contest and watching someone root for their wife to root to, like, win the, the contest because they're teammates and also they're married. I was like, this is yeah. this is beautiful, man. You do not get that anywhere else. No. It is, it is unique. There's no doubt. There's so many places that conversation goes. Like, I was reading TJ Quinn yesterday. What about, was your opinion on the Britney? Well, I mean, about. there's multiple ways to talk about it, though, right? Like, for, mm-hmm. And I, I said this from the beginning. She's an American, and I don't care how you feel about her politics or how she – we take care of our own. So with the yep. opportunity, you know, uh, presents Agreed. itself to bring Brittany Griner home, that. that's what you do. Now, full disclosure, I was also critical of the administration for the transactional part of it. Sure. And I think that also extends back to the previous president because you have to go there. Yeah. Because, and I've been ingesting the entire debate online, um, watching people argue both sides and things like that. I've also, I haven't at all. Well, I, I, it's, I'm fascinated by it. And so, yeah. like, I even I knew about Victor Boot 15 years ago because Lord of War is one right. of my favorite movies, right? Yeah, they said it was, yeah. like, a real deal. Like, they, like, this is truly one of the most dangerous, lethal men that is responsible <laughs> for as many deaths as anybody walking the planet yep. today. Victor Boot is one of the most 
evil people walking the planet. Mm -hmm. He armed 13 and 14-year-old boys in Liberia and was single-handedly responsible for hundreds of thousands of deaths at least across the country. And so, you know, I've talked to a lot of people, and I think multiple things can and should be true. Bringing Brittany Griner back home to America and so that Brittany Griner's family can have her back home is unquestionably (laughs) a good thing. But if you're asking me, do I think we should have gotten more for the merchant of death? Yeah, I do. I, I think right. there should have been more than just Brittany Griner coming home on that plane. So, you know, if you say that, though, you get attacked by, what, is Brittany Griner not enough? Or, you know, do you not? Right. Those sorts of things. It's like, no, 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 no. It's not that. It's that an effective negotiation there. And this is coming from, you know, I read the DEA comments from the guy who arrested Victor Boot. Uh, there's a guy named Yuval Weber, who is a mm-hmm. distinguished fellow at the Marine Corps University Center for Innovation and Future Warfare, who said, we basically just traded a GOAT Hall of Famer with productivity left for a Division Three All-Star, if you want to put it in those terms. It doesn't lessen the value of Brittany Griner as a person, yeah. but transactionally, you know, dealing with prisoner swaps and things like that, I think it's okay to look at the administration and say, you, you could have gotten more. You should have gotten more. But yeah. all those things can be true, and it doesn't make you an, an enemy of the decision to bring Brittany Griner home. Uh, I, Is that fair? I mean, I don't no, think that's, that's – an- I think that's fair. I, I like, Obviously, like, it's just one of those things where it's a profile thing, right? Yep. She's – in theory, or to, she in from the public eye, she's more of a higher. She's a higher profile. No question. I think it was a a shitty situation. Yeah. You tried to make the best out of a shitty situation. The fact that yeah. Mr. Well, Wheeler, gar- it was a garbage ass situation. The, the fact that the timing when dead smack them like we're in a war. Oh yeah. Like like there's no denying it. Yep. The rest of the world is all in this too. We're there's funding not, a proxy war. That's what we're <laughs> yes, doing. Yes, we are. Yeah. yeah. Very publicly too. Like this is not. This is. Not undercover. This is not undercover. These yep. are all above the sheets. Yep. And so, but like you said earlier, Kyle, Mr. Wheeler, because that's what everybody's really pissed off about. If we got Wheeler home, too, as well, then everybody would be okay. I promise you. Because then what yeah. would be the argument be? Absolutely. All right. But the fact that Wheeler's still not back and listening to his family talk about it, they're like, look, you don't, you don't. You don't scrap the whole thing just for one, right? You you try and do what's interesting about what that. You quote, can. Though, I, I appreciated right. that part deal. of it. They showed a lot of class in that statement. Absolutely. I agree. But what's being but what's being left out of that statement is, and I noticed this, is that they're sharing the first part of rightfully so being happy for Brittany Griner. But the very next statement from them is criticizing the United States government for not being more assertive in getting Paul Whelan back. I agree. And so again, people leave off. I that think part. I think we can. I think we should have been more. I, I both think. should have been on the plane. Yeah, absolutely. Both should have been on the plane. It's not what. And what doesn't help matters either, and I don't know if you've seen this or not, is the way it was initially reported. And this is what bothers me and should bother anybody from a journalistic standpoint, is that the initial reports across NBC, CNN, all those things, they said undoubtedly in those statements that the U.S. government was given the choice of Griner or Whelan. Well, shortly thereafter, a lot of those articles were stealth edited to correct that. But you've got to put a retraction in. You've got to tell people yeah. what. If you mess that you up, be on, yeah. because that just creates more distrust and more confusion when Words you have matter. these types of conversations. Words right. matter. So what's the truth? What was really offered? Do you have an immediate plan to get him out of there? You know, pretty because if so, cool, everybody's happy, right? And, and I don't think that we should always be privy to these things. You can't tell the American public everything the State Department. I agree. Do. I agree. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if all people have to go on is judging the results, then. You know, I've talked to people from all walks of life since Thursday that look like me, that don't look like me, that agree and disagree. And the majority of them said, yeah, it kind of feels like we got fleeced on that one just a little bit. And sure. that doesn't diminish the value of Brittany Griner as a person. Yes. Again, I, no. I, I think it's okay to look at it like that. No, I, I, I agree. I, I, listen, you, you should have got more. You should always want more. I mean, that's that's life in general. For right? sure. Like, you should always want more. You should always try for more, strive for more. And 
to just to settle on it, it does feel what's the word? I'm uh, frustrating. I guess is the right word. Yeah. I but I also don't. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like the administration's not frustrated too. Yeah, I That's mean we're not too. there. Yeah. I don't know. They said they're still going to get him. They ain't going away. But you know what? It's we'll see what happens, Kyle. I don't know. I, I truly don't. Is he know. a spy? Who? Paul Whelan. I don't yeah, that, know. That's what Russia says. But, that is, but that's the thing, is that if he's unjustly accused, obviously we got to get him out of there. If he is a spy, we put him there. we got to get him out of there, right? Either way. Either way, you got to get Paul Whelan yeah. out. But it's a, it's a great thing that Brittany Griner's back. And I don't know how – people want to pit one against the other, and I don't – I mean, that's, I do that's, want – that's, that's the thing that I'm trying to avoid. Yes. Is, yeah, I agree. I hate that. People just want to be divided about anything now. Like, even something good, they want to, like, rain on it. You know, it's just like, bro, why can't – It'd be just good for all of us. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you yeah. should be able I to just, celebrate I, one. I yeah. truly, like, for me, It I'm is just, disappointed, though. It I'm is just, disappointing. It's like going to the playoffs but not winning it at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, we got, you know, we got there, but, like, it was disappointing. Yeah. That's, I think, Mike, that's the feeling you probably Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm trying to say. Is like, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get into, like, it's not a contest. And this is yes. the thing that, that. It's real life. This is the thing that we, de- like, exactly. It's, it's some, these are, these are two people's real lives. Yes. And it's not a contest. If you can save one, you save one. If you if yeah. you could save two, that's better. But if you can save one, you save one. Yeah. And that's what we're doing right now. And I think we're going to have some real eyes on this Victor Boot guy too. And then we as go, he goes around the world. Oh, I don't. <laughs> we don't um, know. They're they're going to be on his ass. You know, the only <laughs> thing about that is though, like if if he because he spent all those years hiding in, in in Russia, right? They had to draw him out of Russia to Thailand to catch him back mm-hmm. in 2010. So the only thing that bothers me about the people who are saying, well, you know, he, he got he, he spent 11 years in prison or, you know, he's probably lost all of his contacts or no he's way. out of the gun running game. Dude, this is one of the most legendary lethal killers. On, you don't think they're going to find a way to put his skill set to use over there with the Kremlin? You're out of your mind. So, I mean, I, I think they're going to. But, hey, that's we'll, we'll figure that out moving forward. Um, so a couple things here. Uh, let's get back to college football for a second because I wanted to ask you guys about the whole portal situation, NIL. You so got, uh, and I, I looked re- up this stat. Um, I didn't look it up, but I have friends look it up for me. And it's like 47% of the of the portal, the people that go into the portal, they either have to go down or JUCO or, or don't make it out. Was, was it, yeah, I knew it was yeah. in the 40s. Mm-hmm. How big yeah. a problem is this, Mike? How, how big a problem are we looking at? Problem for who? That's a good question. Coaches, players themselves, I think the product. That, so here's the process. Go ahead. Go ahead. So it was – all right, this is by 24-7 Sports. So we did a study after the 2019 and 2020 cycle looking at FBS players on scholarship, and 47.25% of Power 5 scholarship players to enter the portal ended up dropping down to FCS, not getting signed or going to junior college. Mm -hmm. 47.5. And people are just hopping in. I don't. Not only that, but coaches are kind of pushing them in, too. Yeah. That, that's the part that not everybody discusses because coaches is not just all players. That's why I coaches up are the pushing them, thing. too. I mean, that's why I brought up the leech thing, that he's trying to get these guys out. And obviously, we talked about it with Dion. We've talked about it with Lincoln Riley before. These coaches are pushing you to get in there. Go do it. Go. Go. Like, I, I, would, I would love – I'd love a story. You know what I'd love? Instead of I'd love making them work it out. I'd love a story of – a coach being like, you should get in the portal. The probably like, mm, no. <laughs> not like it here. I'm not yeah. doing it. No, I thank like you. That. I'm going right. to bring that up. Mm-mm. I'm going to bring that up to some of my people. <laughs> my girl's here. 
Food on campus is pretty good. Mm-mm. No, I think I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm going to keep my scholarship, and I'm – listen, am I good at football? No. But you know what? I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> so, so that example, though, you Kyle – You can't make me. <laughs> is – that's what – I had a kid named Mike McLaughlin mm-hmm. in my class, right? Came to school together. He was, like, the number one kicker. Mm-hmm. He was out of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Bro never played. Yeah. And he was a scholarship kicker. Yep. Continue to get his grades out. Can't really kick me. Like, I'm can't on scholarship. You can't kick me off. My grades are still good. Yep. Like, I show up every day. I show up every day. Nothing you I can do about it. I fuck around. I kick in practice of. <laughs> Bro. Graduated. Yep. Couldn't get him off scholarship. Yep. I got free college. Yes. I want that example, too. Like, where? That's what I would be. Like, nah, bro. Mm-mm. I don't feel bad nope. for the coaches. I want to make that because it's a year-to-year oh, contract. But like, the, it, I don't like feel bad you, for them at all. No, no. You, it's automatic redone if you just like doing the little stuff. Like yeah, they can't like, just like throw like you out. It's like your health insurance benefits if you keep yeah. having your job. Yes, they just roll over. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If, you, if you don't make amendments to it, it just stays the same. <laughs> yes, it's very like, true. It's, that's the thing. Like literally, it's the same. <laughs> I just show up every day. I haven't. I've never been late to a workout. I was never late to a run. I was never late to conditioning. I made training table every time. I hit my whole deal. I did everything I was supposed to do, so I'm fine. So we're good. Does it hurt the product? No. 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 And here's the thing, and I I will say this. I'll say this with my full chest. I'll say this. There you go. (laughs) Say it with your chest. I'll say it with my full chest. Um, You need guys like me. You need guys like me on that on, on 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 scout team. You need guys like Mike McLaughlin. You need him when you're trying to work on uh, field goal block. Yeah, I mean, you need you need you need not, these not a guys. lot of scholarship kickers, but yes, we do need you. We don't need a lot of scout. <laughs> Listen, I agree on scholarship kickers. Okay, we we're on the same page on that one, my dog. <laughs> but I'm saying, but you need those guys to get through. You need those guys. Mm-hmm. Somebody got to show. Listen, I'm not going down to play scout team offense because that's insane. Yeah. You're gonna get killed. You do. Get that hit. is the most dangerous job in America. You do get bombed <laughs> on. When they listen, how many times when they ran bingo? I don't know what that means. So we used to call. What do you call it when you run the playback again? Oh, just uh, yeah, I get it. Just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, just run again. We used to go bingo, bingo, bingo. So they run the same play again, and you're like, oh, the linebacker's gonna kill me because <laughs> he knows that I'm coming through here now. They're going to get the fit right. You need those guys. And so I just – I think at the end of the day, I don't think it hurts the product. I think the product ultimately ends up being quality. You're still going to get quality. I think what's going to be interesting with respect to to the product is going to be how we handle the um, element of transition. Yeah. Because transition is harder than than consistency. There's a humongous difference between, like, uh, Nolan Turner – Oh, yeah. Right? Nolan Turner was at Clemson for forever. Yes, he was. And he was good. Versus just trying to throw a new guy in there and hoping he does everything. He can read Brent Venable's mind. Yeah. Right? In that situation, mm-hmm. talking, speaking back to Clemson. Absolutely. So, I think that's going to be the issue. Transition is transition is the enemy of consistency. You, you mm. feel me on that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I went through three coaches in college. I well, definitely that's know that. You get it. <laughs> I definitely know that. I'm going to stop it right there. 
All right, so Roman had a bounce. He had, he had a, uh, a basketball game to get to, a kid's game. This is, this is the problem, Mike, and you're going to figure this out now that you're back here. We're going to have you over all the time. Uh, Roman and I are the two worst communicators on earth with each other. We just decide when we want to hang out and then don't tell anybody about our schedules. So uh, Roman's got a basketball game to get to. But it's, okay. it's, So I, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I saw that graphic the other day um, that was really funny. Uh, Stetson Bennett, Lamar Jackson – Born in the same year, yep. 1997. Mm-hmm. Lamar's in year five, and 25-year-old Stetson Bennett's about to, you know, at least going to New York to possibly win the Heisman Trophy. I don't know if he's going to win it. Caleb Williams, you think probably going to win this thing? Who's going to win? Yeah, it? this comes out before the Heisman. Uh, yeah. No, it doesn't. No, wait, the Heisman wait. is tonight. Wait, I'm going to get it out beforehand. You're the man. Yeah, I'm going to get it. I'm going to knock it out when I get home. What do you? Mean? So this this is your pre-Heisman <laughs> prediction here. I know you love this award so much. I hate it so much, man. You and I got into this yesterday. You really hate this award now. Yeah, it just. The idea that Aaron Donald couldn't be the best player, the most outstanding player in college football is insane. Yep. The idea that um, Jonathan Allen couldn't have been the best pl- college football player of all in that year. The idea that – I don't know. I just It's very frustrating as an award. It just – I mean, even Tyron Matthew, like that he wasn't the best player that year. Yep. That's crazy to me. And then they throw in this garbage um, with integrity. Yeah. That they just kind of added in. It just – it sucks. And so, for me, uh, KB, I'm just – I'm. it's lost a lot of luster for me. I think tonight's going to be a really interesting element because what I saw out of Max Duggan. He was really good. On Saturday. Oh, last, last Saturday. Oh, last Saturday. Okay. Last Saturday, what I saw out of him. Yeah. You should tell me anyone that's done that this year. I, that's the thing, man. Is I, somebody if asked? Just going, if we're just going quarterbacks, yep. Tell me someone that's done what he did. Do you think it's because I, I've had people, you know, on my show here in Charlotte? A lot of it's Panther centric, but we do a ton of college football. Sure. But a lot of folks will ask questions or bring up like, "Hey, what do you think about Max Duggan for the Panthers in the draft? They need a quarterback." And I'm like, "Well, I mean, is he a is he a Joe Burrow type who just kept getting older and better? Is he a Kenny Pickett type that you know just kept maturing until he?" had this big capstone final year, and is that enough? I mean, I don't know. It, 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 nothing about him athletically screams that he's going to be a star in the NFL, but, I mean, that doesn't, that's not necessarily what it always takes to be a star in the NFL. No, I don't think it's what it takes to be a star, but, I mean, when I see someone legitimately kind of, you know, in the words of what's the, the Gumby video, put the team on their back, uh-huh. when I see someone do that, like, that's, that's what I want. Yeah. I want a guy that's going to – he's going to go out there like – he, this is what is this? Are you tough enough? Like he's undoubtedly tough enough. Mm-hmm. He's a fighter, and I I hate that I'm using all these cliche words, but like this dude goes like he is a beast. Like I I thought they were done with. I'm gonna call it 17 minutes to play. They were down two scores. Yeah. I thought they were done. Me too. I said, oh, they're just trying stuff now. And then he was like, no, we're not losing today. Not now. Not today. Not mm-hmm. us. And he went out there and he busted his ass. Yeah. Had the long run down the sideline, dragged himself into the end zone. Like, yeah. And he's like, he's to the point where he's scoring touchdowns and he's like, please don't touch me. I, my body hurts all the <laughs> yeah, Did you see him in the, I did. did you see him when he got, when they got put into the playoff? Did you see him? Yeah. Oh, his react. Yeah. He was like, Whew. the look on his face please in the post. Please don't touch me. Please don't touch me. 
the look on his face in the post game after they lost the Big Ten championship. He was crying. I mean, or the Big Twelve championship. It was. He was crying. It, it wasn't just the crying. You could tell he wanted to vomit sitting right there. He because, was spent. Yeah, he couldn't believe that a that it took that for a loss, but b that he he didn't think they were going to lose that game. And, no. I, and you never go into a game thinking you're going to lose it. By but, the way, Kendra Miller did score a touchdown. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he 100. We all did. watched the replay, and he did score a touchdown. I don't understand how they give him a touchdown, but he did score a touchdown. And 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 last thing on this, it it does and it shouldn't because we have these conversations every year but sure. like the, the push by some people and especially those who don't really watch this game very much to try to get two lost Alabama in over TCU you know ahead of that oh, it's good that he's gone oh my it's, it's just good that Roman's gone <laughs> uh, yeah well yeah I mean but even I, I think even he he is an Alabama guy and I'm sure he thinks that they're a better team but I also know that he's reasonable about this stuff right yeah. and he holds them to a really high standard and that's one thing that he and I have talked about I, I just think the Heisman stuff is wild because, again, like you said, I mean, we have the Maxwell Award, right? If yeah. you want to just talk about the best quarterback in the country, well, that, that's what it should be for. Sure. And we end up with four quarterbacks in New York. And, I mean, uh, Hendon Hooker can't get an invite. I mean, I know I know he hurt, he got hurt, but that kid had an yeah. unbelievable season. It's frustrating. And Hooker, he kicked, he played his behind off. I, I think that certainly might not throw another one in there and make him five. Yeah. That's been – that's also been something that's that's more recent. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, they used to do five every time. Did he finish five in the voting? I think I saw that, right? I think he finished fifth in the voting. If he didn't, you know, email this podcast, don't don't, don't, don't email me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But, no, I just – I'm – Drake made ten, by the way. They really dinged that kid for the final two games. Final two. Final well, three. three. Yeah, you're right, three. Three in a row. Yeah. Boom, it, boom, 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 boom. I, I just I'm, – I'm disappointed in that. Um, but my, he's going to come in next year. What is it? Next year it's him. It's Caleb Williams, it's him, and who else? Anthony um, Richardson. Anthony Richardson declared for the draft. So it's Drake May. It's Caleb Williams and Drake May are going to come in as the front runners. The only thing that Anthony Richardson, I understand the logic. I saw. So I think it was Quincy Avery the other day said, "Hey, if I think it was Quincy, he I said, love Quincy, that's my boy." He said, "I believe it was him." And, and if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm sorry about this. But I think he said, "If you didn't have any qualms about taking Josh Allen with a top." 10 pick then take Anthony Richardson. then take Anthony Richardson Absolutely. I, I believe was his point which yes. I, I the logic I think is unassailable I completely get for it. sure um I if it, and I said this to my audience the other day because you know the report had it that Panthers owner David Tepper had fallen in love with Will Levis before the season started and I don't see it I don't get it and my theory I think I've told you before is that so many people missed on both Herbert and Allen that they're they've they're determined to not miss again yeah and they're doubling down on Will Levis and yeah. maybe I'm wrong about this one but mm. I, you tell me I don't see it when I watch I don't him play. I don't either okay I don't see it either and I mean I don't know who would you rather pick you rather pick Richardson or what Richardson Levis? all day long because he's got potential and he's two years younger two years younger he has potential he's a gigantic freak he is I mean, he's a, like, it's psycho how huge he is. The only thing about it is it has drawn some of the people that I talk to every day into believing that he could be the next Cam Newton. And first of all, that is, and I don't mean this to be incendiary, I'm just from a pure football standpoint, that is insulting to Cam Newton. Cam Newton Was authored one of these. Far more polished, yes. far more prepared, far more ready to come in and do what he does. He had a defined game yep. that you could play with. And I don't think Anthony Richardson has that. Uh, outside of running. I don't think he has a defined passing game. I don't think he has a defined downfield game. Mm -hmm. I think those are two completely different things. So, no, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think it's fair to Cam. I don't think it's fair to Anthony Richardson to compare him to Cam. Yes, we have the same measurables. Right. 
So did Logan Thomas. Thank you. That's the exact example that I used as well. (laughs) Because I was in Blacksburg in 2011, and people were saying, this is the next Cam Newton. I'm like, yo, I watch him every day. I'm pretty sure he's not the next Cam Newton. Because they don't make him like Cam. And when you talk about the running ability of Anthony Richardson, I pulled that up the other day too. His numbers are good. Cam, in that single season, the Heisman National Championship Mm -hmm. season, rushed for three times as many yards as Anthony Richardson did did this year. I think ten more touchdowns. He ran away from Patrick Peterson. He did. He did. And didn't make it look all that tough, quite frankly. Ran Uh, away from him. He authored one of the single greatest individual college football seasons that we have ever seen. Right? So, I I don't think it's a fair comparison. Yeah. Um, Last thing, and we'll we'll wrap this up. You and I are are watching on TV right now the World Cup, um, the quarterfinals. And France just beat England. Uh, Earlier today, Morocco, one of the most incredible stories uh, they're advancing to in the World Cup. Um, are you watching much of the World Cup right now? Okay, that's what, that's what I was wondering. Um, I've had it on ever since the U.S. got eliminated. You know, it, it's kind of more difficult for me as someone who is admittedly not a huge soccer fan sure. to, to stay really dialed in. I love watching the U.S. national team. I do. Um, but I'm an L Tree fan. Okay, so so I, I've I watched the I, you and I met earlier at the tattoo shop, right? Yes. I was I was getting some ink, so I was watching England and France on the phone just as a way to uh, distract myself from, the, from pain the pain of having my elbow <laughs> bone, you know, tattooed on. But uh, one of the things I did want to bring up, even if you don't watch the World Cup, not many things stop me in my tracks anymore when I see news. When I saw that Grant Wall that's that was died last night in Qatar, that yeah. stopped me in my tracks. What? How about that story? It heartbreaking. Um, that's the only thing I have to say. Like I, I'm, I, I want to see what the investigation pulls out. Yep. But that that hurt. Like this is a guy, and 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 I've been I've been reading Grant for forever. He introduced the nation to LeBron James in a way. Well, that well, that's what I was going to get to. Was yeah. Like, I didn't even realize that was him. Mm-hmm. I have that Sports Illustrated. Yeah, me too. And I didn't realize that was him until I saw the LeBron James, and then I've. You go back and you look, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. That hurt. And so it's just – it sucks. I want to see what the investigation finds out. I'm not, gonna, I'm not here to cast, you know, aspersions, but just – I just feel for him and his for, – obviously for him, but also for his family because that's, that's brutal. Like that's – it's a thing that sh- shouldn't have happened. No, and what's interesting about him too is that, like you said – he wrote some of the, like back in the, especially in the late 90s, early aughts, mm-hmm. when print journalism was still kind of Rocking at its peak rolling. in a way. And, you know, SI was the place that everybody wanted to be. And, and mm-hmm. he was, you know, one of the main guys there. And he wrote those stories. But then at some point about the early aughts, he pivoted and committed full time to covering soccer yep. uh, in a way that nobody else was doing. And so when I was in grad school from 2013 to 15, mm-hmm. I went down to Brazil for the World Cup and I was in Rio for about 10 days. And I was interviewing a lot of traditional journalists, activist journalists, things like that, about things that were happening on the ground. Grant was one of them. And Grant yeah. gave me a nice 20-minute interview for my master's thesis, and he could not have been more kind, more insightful. That's awesome. Um, he was uh, just a, a wonderful guy to talk to. And his perspective then, I'm sure, not, is not even what it was you know, going into this World Cup sure. because of what he does. Um, but you're right. You have to take the position of, let's see what the investigation yields. Let's see mm-hmm. what they find out. But he's there the first day of the World Cup. He's wearing a, a, a pro-LGBTQ yep. know, soccer ball T-shirt. He gets accosted by Qatari officials, told to remove it. It turns into this big news story. Right. He's been one of the – he's been the most critical voice of a country and a regime and FIFA that – I mean, they, they, they had no business putting this tournament in Qatar. Hundreds no. of migrant workers died falling to their deaths. Another one died mm-hmm. the other day. And now Grant Wall – 
And I'm sure you've seen it where on his podcast he talked about having bronchitis possibly and feeling sick, and so it looks like there could be an explanation for this. But everybody, including his own brother that posted that video last night thinking, saying he thinks there's foul play, it's right. hard not to jump to that conclusion right away. Yeah. No, it, it, it's not it, – it, no, it, it's not hard to jump to it. And it's just – again, I'm trying to like – I'm trying to pump my own brakes. But it just – I don't know, like – FIFA's pretty screwed up, man. Like, oh, yeah. Like, FIFA, between the Olympics and FIFA, like, what they're stressing people out to do mm-hmm. and putting places to, like, curry favor, whether it's, you know, we've got a, we can get more money from this or we can get more money from that mm-hmm. and we'll just make them do this. And it's just, it's, it's wild. And I only am kind of privy to it, obviously, from working in the industry, but also from my, um, my brother-in-law. He's gone to the, he went to my brother in law went to the he went to the was it was it, when was it in Russia? Uh eighteen. Eighteen. So yeah. he went to Russia in eighteen. He went to Brazil for the Olympics. He mm-hmm. went to Brazil for the World Cup. Yep. So he's been to Brazil twice. He's been to Russia and then obviously he's he is in, in Qatar now. Yep. Like he's there and he's just like it's crazy. Here. Think about the, the the countries you just rattled off or the places you just rattled yeah. off, right? Russia, Brazil, China. You know, they've, there's a reason they target these places that yeah. FIFA does because they don't have the pushback of democratic societies that, you know, don't yeah. want to see all of their resources funneled toward only a soccer tournament and the grift and the greed and corruption that comes with it. It's right. much easier to do those things well, in places like is, this. The thing is, is even though the World Cup is coming back here, we don't have to build new stuff. No, that's the beauty of it. We have stuff. We have stadiums. Right. We're going to play them in those stadiums and we're going to it's going to keep moving. They, everything was built from whole cloth, like from nothing to something. One of the cool things about that is, is that you're at that. That's the hallmark of these events, right? And it's not a good one for the most part because they're rotting. There's women's. good. Listen, there's good stuff. Like I think we went to in 2004. We played Utah. Oh yeah. And Utah, that was when they they built the Olympic facility. Yep. yep. And so I understand that, but at the same time. Because it was 96s in Atlanta, 2000, 2004. 2006 is when the Winter Olympics were coming. That's where they built the – They so 2004, they had built the Winter Olympics facility in Salt Lake City. Yep. 2006 was Salt Lake City, Winter Olympics, if I'm not mistaken. And we – our team got to go tour. I didn't go, but our team got to go tour it. I had a – my it was fall break. I had a trip to go see my girlfriend in Boston. So, <laughs> you think I'm going to Utah? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. But um, but the thing for me is, is that like those like Lake Pleasant, same thing, mm-hmm. right? You build this facility here, it's fine. But it's in, same thing with Vancouver. But that's humongously different than trying to build stadiums and build facility. Like it's crazily, it's remarkably different than trying to do that. And then even here in Charlotte, the Whitewater facility. Yep. It's a great facility. But it wasn't that like that's just a thing. It's not building. Oh shit! Now we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it. <laughs> we'll get it. I spilled. I'm sorry. Beer down. We'll get it. But to your it's point, though, it's not to, building. It's not building like you're not building entire cities around this. But that's what you have to do in these countries, right? And, yeah. and so to your point, there have been so many where the the legacy, right? The the legacies of these events are supposed to be these facilities. Well, Athens, Greece didn't need women's softball stadiums. They're over there rotting. Right. Right. Um, yes. the, the, in Manaus in Brazil, they, they erected a massive stadium that rarely gets used. 
Right, so there, there are plenty of examples like that, but your example of Utah is a great one of how the legacy of those structures, those facilities, is a good one because they went on to use them um, in a way that is productive. And so you're right, when it comes to North America in 2026, uh, you're going to have the United States, you're going to have Canada, you're going to have Mexico hosting all these events where there are already stadiums in place and infrastructure in place to do this. And it's not to begrudge other places in the world from having it. It's just such a massive strain on their economies, on you know, on their resources to, to basically construct these events from scratch. Now, of all the bad things that have happened in Qatar, I will say building these stadiums out of shipping containers and making them completely detachable so that they can be moved to the next World Cup site is one of the more brilliant things that yes, they've done. Yes, it's very innovative. Yeah, that part of it I do like. But, uh, you know, like I said to start the conversation, the Grant Wall stuff, I mean, that's – can you imagine what kind of international incident that could become depending upon what they find out over the coming days and weeks? Yeah, very bad. Very, very bad. Very, very bad. No doubt. We'll wrap it up, brother. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Um, any thoughts on the playoff? <laughs> Let's do that next week. Okay. <laughs> I, you know what? If you guys want to have me back hey, next week, I'm here. You're home. If you want to hang out, you're always welcome. I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll, dog. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Roman Harper's at a, uh, a basketball game, so we'll wrap this thing up. We'll talk to you next time. For Roman Harper, Michael Felder, I'm Kyle Bailey. Uh, work hard. Be nice to each other.